Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and my question for you is this. What is essential? What is essential when it comes to life and living? The essential falls in the realm of doing whatever it takes for a healthy life and longevity. In the last week, I did something extreme to ensure both for me. Radio iodine therapy, post-thyroid cancer. To call it a crazy experience would be a serious understatement. It was disturbing, distressing, anxiety-producing, and lonely, but nonetheless necessary. In my hospital stay, I was completely isolated from folks for more than 48 hours, seemingly having been relocated to Area 51, not just the end of an empty hall. Ha, that sounds like heaven, a young mom said to me. For me, it was hell. I thrive on people, their energy, their love, thoughts, words, and yes, even their smell. There was none of the above, plus a whole lot of unpleasantness. Keyword, essential. When it comes to what we believe as Christians, what is essential? I'm not talking denominational stuff or religion, but the essential things we need to hold in common as believers. There are several, and in the last couple briefings, we identified that, number one, God is eternal, no beginning, no end. Number two, God is triune, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That is three persons, one God. Number three, God is the creator, and he created us in his image. Number four, sin separated us from God. Because God loved us, he gave us free will. Number five, grace is God's way of redemption. And number six, God's instrument of grace was Jesus Christ, God incarnate, God in the flesh. You see, Jesus Christ came the perfect lamb, the once and for all sacrifice for the ransom we could not pay. Though we celebrate his birth on Christmas like it is the greatest day ever, it is not. Though, if you lived at my house, you might think it is. I start playing and singing Christmas carols the day after Halloween, get a big Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving, stringing it with white lights and decorating, and so on. I love the season. But the fact is, Jesus came to die. His birth would mean nothing if Jesus did not do what he came to do, go to the cross, suffer, and die. And then that would have been the end of the story, dramatic though it would have been. There would be no Christianity if he did not do what he said he would do. Number seven, Jesus Christ did what he said he would do. He rose from the grave. All of Christianity hangs on the resurrection. Check the historians of the day, not just the writers of scripture. The resurrection was a recognized miraculous occurrence. We serve a risen Savior. Yes! 
On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit descended, Peter, the same man who less than two months before had denied his friend and Savior three times, though he had been warned by Jesus that he would do it, and yet did it anyway, preached this. Peter said, This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death. Because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Remember, friends, Peter was speaking to a large crowd in Jerusalem who would have shouted him down were these things not known and accepted. Jesus was crucified and he rose from the grave. Word was out. It was widely known. And not long after, Paul, who we recently studied, had been radically transformed, wrote this, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. After the resurrection, Jesus appeared to the disciples and others. Jesus assured his loved ones that he had indeed done what he told them he would do. The eighth essential, Jesus Christ ascended into heaven to return to the right hand of the Father. After he emerged from the tomb, Jesus stayed with the disciples and friends for 40 more days and then assumed his rightful place in glory. Luke, writing in the book of Acts, records this. He was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Acts 1, verse 9. What a glorious homecoming it must have been when God the Father welcomed home his beloved Son. Next time, we finish out the essentials of the Christian faith. Such glorious truths.